Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3. I want to talk and teach tonight. I really want to teach. Lord, help me teach. Because if I try to preach this thing, it will be so over your head, you'll miss it. I'm serious. I really feel like I'm carrying a revelation baby tonight. I feel like what is on me and in me is so heavy. But here's the thing. If we will get this right, if we will get this right, your life will forever be changed this ministry will forever be changed. And it can change tonight. So I need you to hear. So right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, God, I command every ear to be opened. Hallelujah. Mm. God, I command every ear to be opened right now that they may hear what the Spirit is speaking to the church. Father, I thank you that ears are opened that their faith may be established and God, from the abundance of their heart, their mouth will speak. God, I thank you tonight that as we've gathered in this place, God, you will meet with us and your word will go forth and not return void. Genesis chapter one and verse three, then God said, let there be light and there was light. Then God said, let there, I'm skipping down to verse six, I'm gonna skip to verse nine, then I'm gonna skip to verse 11. Then God said, let there be a remnant in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and the dry land appear and it was so. And then God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb that yields seed and the fruit and tree that yields fruit according to its kind whose seed is in itself on the earth and it was so. Father, I thank you for your word in Jesus' name. You can be seated all over the house. I want to teach you tonight on a principle that I am calling sound check. And my job tonight and probably over the next couple of weeks, I don't know, I've talked to Stephanie McFadden, who's our minister of music, and I've reached out to another person that's in music ministry. I believe that I'm on assignment over the next couple of weeks to get this house in a proper position of sound. Because if we'll get the sound right... If we'll get the sound right in our lives, if we'll get the sound right in our ministries, if we'll get the sound right in the church, I want you to know that everything's going to flow through sound. I'm telling you, just hold on, just hold on. Let me ask you something. In Genesis 1, it said, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. What was the first thing that God created? In Genesis 1, 3, God said, let there be light, and there was light. What was the first thing he created? Wrong sound when he said let there be light the first thing that was created in the cosmos of the void was not light it was sound okay hold on after everything God created he turned around and called it good God said let there be this and he saw it and it was good he said, let there be this. And he saw it and it was good. He turned around and he said, let there be waters. And he saw the waters and they were good. He saw the trees and they were good. Everything he saw, he turned around and called it good. Why? Because God is a being that deserves and inhabits worship. 
When God turned around and called it good, he was patting himself on the back. Why? Because God cannot inhabit a space outside of praise. Hold on. I told you this is going to be deep. I'm going to unpack this thing, though, for you tonight. And if you will take this word and apply it to your life. Everything that he saw, he turned around and called it good. Because God is so good that even if there was nothing to praise him, he'll praise himself. It's enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Why? Because God inhabits praise. In other words, where there is praise, the presence of God will be. You can't have the presence of God without praise. Why is the presence of God so absent in so many churches? I'll tell you why. It's not that God is absent. It's that praise is absent. We come in, my God. We come in expecting God to move, but yet we give him nothing to reciprocate the movement on. We give him no conduit to flow through. I came to tell you tonight that the way that God flows, the way that he moves, the way that he comes in a room is going to be on the chariot of your praise. Some of you say you ain't felt God move. I'll tell you why you ain't felt God move. Because your lips ain't moved. When God needed something, he didn't build it. He did a sound check. Catch this. God looks at the waters and he needs the fish. He didn't say catfish come forth, bluefish come forth, mullets come forth, tuna fish come forth. He looked at the water and did a sound check. He said, water, bring forth its kind. In other words, everything that the water could produce was in the atmosphere of the water, but all God had to do was release a sound that caused the water to release what was in it. Oh, this is too deep for some of y'all already, I can tell. Hear me, hear me. He didn't say, let there be a pine tree. Let there be an apple tree. He looked at the earth and said, bring forth your kind. In other words, he didn't have to create it. It was already present, but what it was waiting on was a sound to come forth. Okay. Everything God wanted to create, he looked at what was holding it and sounded off. Hold on, this is going to go somewhere for you tonight. But when God created man, he spoke to himself. He looked at the earth and said, bring forth your kind. Let everything that's in the earth come forth. He looked at the waters and said, let everything that's in the waters come forth. And guess what? All the fish, all the whales, everything that was there behind the cosmos of the scene, all it was waiting on was a sound. And when the sound came, it released what was hidden in the atmosphere. Now hear me, when God wanted wanted man to come forth, guess what he said? He said, let us make man in our image what did he do he turned and spoke to himself why because we were present in the presence of God but when he spoke what he did is literally brought us forth now catch this I'm I'm, I'm gonna take you in I'm gonna take you in 
Ephesians 1 and 4 says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, just as he chose us in him. Catch that. In him. Since when? Before the foundation of the world. Before the foundation of the world. God said, let us make man. Let us create man. Let me tell you something. Man was made from the dust of the earth, but he was created in the image of God. There's a distinct difference between something being made and something being created. You were made from dust, but you were created in the image of God. It was in the void and the lack of man that God spoke to himself and said, let us create man in our image. And guess what? Man came, was formed of the dust of the earth and became a living, moving being. Catch this though. Do you know what the smallest particle, Brooke, you can stop. I appreciate you. Do you know what the smallest particle of creation is that can be traced to? The smallest atom scientists have traced all the way back to a small, 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 small particle beyond even an atom, something called a quark. But do you know what the quark is? And it's the craziest thing about it is, is that this particle is the smallest microscopic particle that they can trace back. You know, these people that preach this big bang theory that atoms came together, particles came together, and all of a sudden, you know, it was just a one in a trillion happenstance, and everything just happened to align perfectly in the cosmos of time. And there, upon the scene, something happened. There was a spark, and man was created. Let me tell you something. I believe in the big bang theory. And the big bang theory that I believe in is when God said, let there be light, there was a big bang. I don't believe by any means that, 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 that we came from monkeys. I don't believe that little squirmy atoms that slithered out of the water all of a sudden formed and over millions of time habitated into humans. I believe in a big bang theory, but the big bang theory I believe in is when the God of creation stepped out on the cosmos of the universe and he said, let there be light. And when he did, there was an explosion through the galaxies and there explosion after explosion creation became a created thing but that particle that particle they they trace down scientists have found a a microscope that can trace down the smallest atom living moving being in, in the universe and it's called a quark and here's the crazy awesome thing about it is when they traced it all the way down and put it under the microscope, do you know what they found? They found something that's called a sound wave. So the very smallest atom of creation, now catch this, it's a living being. The very smallest atom that they could find was that of a sound wave. But catch this, guess what it's made of? It's made of particles of light. Hold on. Genesis 1, God said, let there be light. Sound waves with light. Scientists under a microscope, the 
the, you can get on Google and check, check my preaching tonight. They found that the smallest particle that they can trace it, the thing that they, when they found a microscope that could find the smallest atom in the world and in the universe, when they traced it all the way down, it was a particle that was a sound wave, but inside of it are particles of light. Why? Because sound and light manifested together. When God said, let there be light, he said sound and light came to, y'all, y'all, my God, hear me. Sound and light. And guess what? They want to say there ain't no God. I want you to know science is consistently proving that there is a God. All the way back to Genesis 1 when God said, let there be light. Okay. Now there's some things that I want you to understand about sound. I'm going to just teach this for a moment. The first thing you need to understand about sound is sound is a creating element. How do you create things? You sound off. You sound creates. I'm going to teach tonight, okay? I'm going to teach. Sound creates. God said, let there be, and it was. Sound preceded the manifestation. You never got to see light until God said, let there be light. So sound is a creating element. Now catch this. The power of life and death is in your tongue. What's he saying? You've got a sound, and it's creating something. It's either creating life in your life or it's creating death. Why? Because the sound is a creating element. Okay. You want to change your life, change your sound. Number two, the thing that you need to understand is sound is a releasing agent. When you speak to something and command it to release what's holding it, it will come forth. Watch. Sound is a releasing agent. God in the cosmos of of creation is looking at the ocean and he speaks. And as he speaks, what he does is he sounds into an atmosphere that on the surface looks like it has nothing. But what we find is the sound is what releases everything that's inside of it. Watch this. How do I get to see the gifts and the anointing in people's lives? I'll tell you how I've learned to speak into their life. Oh, come on. Show me a drug addict. And give him connection with somebody that understands the power of life and death in their tongue. And all you got to do is begin to speak things like you're a mighty man of God. You're a prophet of the Lord. You're going to be used by God. You will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And all of a sudden, something inside of them will begin to leap. All of a sudden, something inside of them will begin to come to the surface. All of a sudden, what's hidden below the surface will be manifested in sight. Why? Because sound is a releasing agent. Sometimes the reason why things are not being activated in your life is because you're not seated under the right sound. Mm. And now y'all find out why you need to be careful about what music you listen to. Because your sound is a releasing agent. There's things that are being released in your life through one element called sound. God said and it was. Everything, whether seen or unseen, the third thing I need you to understand about sound is everything seen or unseen responds to sound. Watch. The other day, I'm at Pastor Jason's house. I bring my dog by. My dog goes running towards the road, and a car is coming, and he's about to get ran over. What did I do? I said, hey! And the dog stopped. Why? He responded to sound. Hold on. My little boy Kai reaches towards the stove. It's hot. He's about to be burned. When he was two years old, before he understood language, all I had to say was, oh, 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 oh. 
And he pulled his hand back. Why? Because he responds to sound. Everything that is created was created to respond to sound. Why? Because God said, and it was, and everything that is created is created through sound. Hold on. Because what you need to understand is the importance of sound in your life. Here's what I'm telling you. What sound is in your life and what sound are you releasing when it comes to ministry? What sound is in this house? What sound is coming through the music? What sound is coming through the preaching? Because what we're finding out tonight is sound is a releasing agent. Sound is a creating agent. Sound will look at nothing and create something. Sound. It's all connected to sound. Everything, seen or unseen, responds to sound. You know, they say that if you want your plants to live, what do you do? Okay. People say that's because of the, uh, the carbon, what, what do we release? Carbon dioxide? Okay, not carbon monoxide. We release carbon dioxide. <laughs> Watch this. Do you think it's a coincidence that when you talk, you breathe out? And what you're breathing out, it needs. What is, what is the plant doing? It's responding to sound. Life is coming through sound. Watch this. Verse, uh, the, or not verse 4. The fourth thing that you need to understand is every great power in the earth is accompanied by sound. I'm going somewhere tonight. Let me just break this down and teach you for a moment. Every great power in the earth is accompanied by sound. What am I talking about? A locomotive. You show me a train that's three miles long with two diesel engine uh, uh, trains on the front, and I'm going to tell you something. You'll hear it before you ever see it. You'll feel it even because of the sound that's being. You go down to the, to the train station down by the hospital. You ain't got to see a train to know one's there. My God, hear me. Because every great power produces sound. Think of a tornado. When you hear about the devastation of a tornado, every testimony of every tornado you'll ever hear was not just about the wind. It won't be just about the world, but it'll be about the sound that that tornado produced. Everybody that I've ever heard that's ever been in a tornado told me that it was like a howling locomotive coming. They heard it before they ever saw it. Why? Because every powerful instrument produces sound. Think of this. What about an airport? You go to a 747, an airport with 747s and 757s, catch this. If you step on the tarmac and they've got those big 747s and 757s out there, guess what? What do people have on? They have their ears covered. Why? Because the power that's on the run mat or the runway is producing a sound. Why? Because every great power in the earth is accompanied by sound. Watch this. Every great power is accompanied by great sound. So why have we developed a mentality that the church should be quiet? If every great power in the earth is accompanied by sound, maybe now we find out why it is that they want our churches quiet. Maybe the assignment of the enemy is not to stop you, but silence you. Maybe he's okay with us having church as long as it's quiet church. Woo! 
because don't no devil want no Holy Ghost locomotive church train coming down the track, picking up every soul, picking up every broken body, picking up every hurt body. I came to tell you when Dominion Church gathers in session, I came to tell you there's a sound that's being produced. And when the sound's coming forth, he may not see it, but he can sure hear it. Matter of fact, when God wanted to create the church, guess what? He created it with a sound. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, we find the birthing of the church in the upper room. And guess what it says? And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a... And suddenly there came a... There came a... Watch. Unity produced a sound but catch this watch this come teach you something tonight sound produced manifestation because sound always precedes manifestation how do i know a ministry is going to another level the sound changes in the house how do you know that people's lives are about to be changed in a service all i do is listen to the sound tonight when we were in worship we went through worship. Why did we go through worship? Because we have to produce a sound. Why is the word being produced? Or why is the word being preached? I'll tell you why. It's producing a sound. You were created through sound. You were created for sound. And now God is demanding from your life a sound. He's doing a sound check. Hear me. You can't have sound without power, and you can't have power without sound. Watch this. You can't have a great church without sound. And you can't have, you can't have power inside of a church without sound. If you want to shut down the power in the house, guess what? You can flip off every light. No, oh, come on, somebody. You can unplug every amp. You can break every drumstick. But I came to tell you, there can still be power in the house because the sound is in the people. And what we need to learn is that we need to sound off. It's important in your worship that you worship with the ministry of music. Why? Because unity together produces a sound and sound precedes manifestation. Why does the glory of God, why does it come? I'll tell you why it comes. When we're unified with a sound, all of a sudden sound precedes manifestation. What am I saying? It comes before manifestation. All I got to do is listen to the sound and I can tell what the Holy Spirit's going to do. There's times that I'm in a service or in worship and guess what? The sound ain't right. Oh. Do you hear me tonight? That's why song selections are so important. Why? Because they are conduit from which a sound will flow. It's the reason why sermons are so important. Why? Because they're a conduit in which God is going to speak and release a sound into you. Why? Because sound spoken into even a vast atmosphere causes what's inside of it to release what it's carrying. 
Oh, let me tie this thing back together. God said to the waters, bring forth your kind, and they released what they were carrying. Do you understand every Sunday and Wednesday that I stand before your life and I preach and declare the word of God? There are things you are carrying that you can't see, but as the word is preached, it's causing you to break... It's causing you to bring forth some things you didn't even know you had inside of you. The enemy doesn't need to take anything from you. All he's got to do is silence you. Y'all thought the hits were to make you stop. The hits weren't to make you stop. The hits were to make you shut up. Oh, my God. See, because worship produces a sound prayer produces a sound preaching produces a sound why are these things the things that he seems to attack i'll tell you why because if he can stop the sound nothing can be manifested i came to tell you tonight if dominion church is going to be a church that's powerful and full of the Holy Ghost, that's a region shifter, that's a demon chaser, that's a hell destroyer, I want you to know that we got to do a sound check. You don't get to come into a ministry like this and play patty cake with God. Hello. Pastor's stepped out now, okay? Here's PK just coming at you raw and real. Let me tell you something. When you step into a ministry like this, there are things that will manifest in your life in an exponential way. But let me tell you something else you do. You subject yourself to all kinds of hellacious warfare. Why? Because this ministry is sounding off. Huh? Let me tell you something. What do they say in warfare? Hey, be quiet. Shh. Don't say nothing. The enemy, I know we're here. But then you got people at Dominion Church like us, and you know what we say? We want them to know we're here because we've come back to take everything he's stolen from us. I will not be silent. I will not shut up. You will not silence my praise. Why? Sound precedes manifestation. Sound goes before manifestation. You show me a church that has sound, and I'll show you a church that has the spirit that has the spirit of God moving in it. It's all conducive on sound. Hear me. You can't show up to church and call it dry when you keep your mouth shut. Church is quiet. Church is real quiet for a preacher that's preaching about sound tonight. Let me tell you something. You don't get to say, well, that was a bad service and your lips were quiet. Because let me tell you something. God's not the author of bad services. You are. Oh, y'all don't like apostolic correction. Here, let me tell you again. God's not the author of bad services. We, as the people of God, are. It's not that God doesn't want to move. He's waiting on a sound to move. See, it was on the day of Pentecost that a sound showed up before the tongues did. Y'all, my God, hear me. A lot of times we come in church, we want the tongues, but we ain't willing to produce the sound. 
Elijah, guess what he said? He said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. What did he say? He said, I hear something before I see it. Oh, my God, hear me. The walls of Jericho kept standing as long as the people were silent. But the moment they opened their mouth and released the sound, the walls came down. What changed the sound? Hmm. I think a lot of the times we're waiting on God to move, but God's waiting on a sound. See, Elijah would have never got to see the size of the man's hand cloud that was carrying that rain unless first there was a sound. Israel would have never walked into Jericho if they didn't produce a sound. I'm trying to help you tonight. Because many of you, your whole life, what you've done is you've bought into this lie that you just got to be quiet. I'm going to say something really bold. There's a lot of ministries in this area that would love you to come and be quiet. My job is not to produce pansy Christians. My job is to see warriors of Christ rise up, take the rightful place, stand for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God. People that understand they were created in the image of God, knowing that they've got the power of life and death in their tongue. People that will stand up and speak up, speak out, and begin to decree and declare some things over their life and in their life. I didn't say you had to be loud. All I said is you can't be silent. You say, well, preacher, I don't want to yell like you yell and spit on people seven rows back. I'm not telling you that, bro. All I'm telling you, though, is you got to sound off. You don't just get to sit there. I just don't feel him. You don't feel him because you ain't producing no sound. Can I tell you, it's not that you backslid. It's that you went quiet. Ah, my God. Some of you say, well, I'm not where I was with God. Can I tell you the reason why you're not where you were with God? It's because you don't give him the praise and the sound that you produced at one time in your life. Sound changes everything. Sound changes everything. You want to see how an atmosphere shifts? Watch. Chris, give me the best war drum that you got. I come before you, not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. For the Spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel. I will not bow down. I will not back up. I will not stop. I will not be silent. For the God that is for me, he goes before me. The God that is with me, he will fight for me. And all of a sudden, there's a sound. Come on, come on, keep going. There's a sound. There's a sound. There's a sound that is shifting and changing an atmosphere. What happened? Some of you got up. Why? You responded to sound. Come on. We're going to the we're going to the enemy's camp and we're taking back everything he stole. I need him to hear those drums before we come. I need him to hear those drums before we come. I need 
I need a locomotive of praise in this place that lets I'm telling you the sound, the sound was shifting. The sound was changing. And then there was that time that I went through that really tragic, hard point in my life. And I found out that the reason why I was created was just to worship in Brooke. Can you sing something like that? To worship you I live. Watch. Sound. What am I teaching y'all tonight? I'm teaching y'all sound. Sound changes everything. Watch how this atmosphere shifts. We just went into war. We just declared why? Because there was a sound. But now in this moment, there's a sound being released that'll bring healing. Woo. There's a sound that'll be released that'll bring comfort. And what I just found out is there was a sound with me when I went to war, but there was a sound with now that's with me when I go to worship. Come on. To worship you, I live. Sound. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. You were there when nobody else was. God, I walked away from you, but you kept walking towards me. God, I give you my life. I give you everything that's inside of me to use it for your glory. Here I am, Lord. I sound off to let you know my dependence on you tonight. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for moments I didn't live pleasing to you. I'm sorry for moments that I lived that, that, were, that were frustrating towards your plans. God, I ask you tonight that you would recenter my focus to live to worship you. Come on, Brooke, declare it with sound. Come on, sound off. Come on. Yes. God's doing a sound check tonight. Sound off. Sound off. Sound off. Sound off. Come on, let him know.
Some of y'all are like, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. No, let me tell you something. You don't stop. Hey, hey, hey. See, for far too long, this church has been waiting on this platform, this altar to produce a sound. But what you need to know tonight is this altar's been waiting on your sound. You've been waiting on God to respond, but what I came to teach you tonight is God is only going to respond through a sound. How does this ministry go to a whole other level in the glory of God? I'll tell you how. We change the sound. We get out of that place of complacent sound, of reading words on a screen. And we worship from a place that says, God, I love you. And when we sing those songs of war, we really declare and we go to war. 